Welcome to the Healthy Perspective Podcast with your host, chiropractor, entrepreneur, mentor, and author, Dr. Chris Bowman. He'll break down and extract the secret sauce behind his own success and the success of some of the top leaders in every category and from around the world. Get ready for your weekly mental adjustment because shift is going to happen. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Healthy Perspective podcast. Today is going to be fire. I can let you know right now, the pre, pre-recorded conversation has been amazing. Um, we have a, another doctor on the show, which I'm, I'm so honored that other doctors are, are speaking up, speaking out, willing to do more than just put their head down in the practice. Um, and we have do- Dr. Jenny Corantano. I guess I should have specified how you say that you know, before, um, but she is the founder of All Together Wellness. Um, which is a PT clinic and I guess much more than PT clinic. It's a health clinic um, in Florida where she focuses on pediatrics, functional health, and and really is is helping to get families better and independent of the medical system, giving them other options to see see life through um, raising kids holistically, healthily, um, and helping empower parents to make decisions maybe outside of the typical medical paradigm. Dr. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we were talking a little bit about before, um, you know, we, we practice and see health through a different paradigm than, than most of the, um, you know, medical and, and maybe the world at large right now, especially through this pandemic, you know, stuff. Um, why don't you kind of just give us a little background of, you know, kind of who you were, you know, pre, uh, you know, and then and maybe going through PT school, what were the kind of the catalyst moments to kind of help you get this passion and create the, the um, wellness center that you have now? Sure. Yeah. Um, boy, I feel like I could spend a whole hour talking about that. So I'll give you my cliff notes version. Perfect. Um, I went to grad school at Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, which I think, you know, just in and of itself speaks as being the experts. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I left there knowing that I knew a lot and yet had a lot left to learn and plunged into residency training where I really learned how to dive into the evidence, how to seek deeper, ask more questions and keep learning. So I, I really credit that. Um, experience for kind of launching me into where I ended up today. So over the course of the next several years, I specialized in neurology and then secondary specialized in pediatrics and was running a pediatric residency program, had a side clinic treating pediatrics and was going into the home and really realized we weren't successful when families weren't thriving. Mm. So being in the home, I got to see the most intimate portions of their lives, see their setups, see their kitchens, hear how things were going, kind of see how the family was functioning and realize that the chaos or the um, underlying things just not going well, the sleep, the eating, all of those things made such a difference in both the child that was in front of me and their delays, but also the diagnosis of what came to be. So I think that kind of launched me into this desire to find something more. Mm. And I launched on my own health journey of getting getting through some difficult things that I didn't even know were problems until they became bigger problems and decided to go back and get some training to be able to help other people do the same. So what exactly do you do, you know, for these families? I think, you know, having the DPT kind of pigeonholes you into post-surgical rehab, neck pain, back pain, as, as chiropractors, we kind of been pigeonholed in this kind of a very similar, if not worse, you know, connotation. Um, What can a PT do for, you know, for a kid? Yeah. So as a PT, um, especially with children, I'm really focused on those little, little ones. So thinking about those early skills, we know that 
early mobility actually sets the stage for learning disabilities and cognition. And so that was sort of what launched me into that. But then there's so many other pieces behind it, right? How well they're eating, how well they're sleeping, how well they're integrating into the family, what that attachment with their parents looks like. Like, um, so taking a step back and being kind of a more global developmental specialist and then stepping in with that functional component and thinking about how's their gut health, um, how's their, how are their genetics playing into this, what are the other factors in the family that might be affecting this situation. And, and so I guess I've taken a little bit of my PT hat off in the functional medicine practice and mm-hmm. the coaching to really empower my families to get to the optimal health that they can have. And that's not just in their physical health, but rather in a more holistic way. And I think you have kind of taken that same approach. Mm-hmm. Now, now, how do people typically find you? You know, because I, I bet if you did the analytics on, you know, pediatric physical therapist, it's not very high on the, on the search rank. What, what, when people find you, what's typically their situation? Yeah. So a lot of folks are coming to me now through the functional um, wellness lens. So I'm getting a lot of parents who are reaching out who are just overwhelmed. Maybe their child has a disability or a delay, or they're just not sure how to parent. And there's so Mm -hmm. much anxiety. You can go to the internet and read, become quickly overwhelmed, right? Um, So walking them through, kind of listening to what their style is, what their focus, what their goals are for their family, and then aligning that with the holistic approach and figuring out how do we make that work for them. Um, So that's a lot of people who I get now. Um, The other big group I get is people, and this was not my intention when I started out, but women who are wanting to have families. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of women now coming to me saying, I haven't been able to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And we work on functional medicine, their gut health. Um, looking at their hormones, and then looking at their genetics and how that all might be factoring in their ability to have that family in the first place. That's amazing. Um, And and I'm sure your practice, just like mine, is uh, most often a last resort, right? I've tried this and this and this. I've been to this pediatrician, this, 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 and this, and I'm just not getting any answers, or I'm on four or five different medications, or they want to give my kid four or five different medications or, you know, whatever. They're at their wit's end. They've heard from somebody through somebody through somebody else that they do do amazing things. You have great reviews and they come in just kind of like, here's my life, you know, on on, on a plate. Um, How, how do you kind of um, navigate that, um, that experience with that family where they're not necessarily looking for a, a holistic option, but they've just been burned by the medical system. How do you kind of, um, you know, in, in a sense, coach them through, it's like, well, there's, there's really two different paradigms of, of health. There could be more, but two main ones, at least here in the United States, you have the, the allopathic or the medical worldview, which is largely symptom based, right? They're most of their training is toxicology and pharmacology, uh, microbiology. So you have a certain microbe that causes certain symptoms. And there's a certain medication or surgery that is connected with that, in which you apply that treatment. And if the symptoms go away, it's a job well done. If there's side effects, you apply another medication and to where it's, it's kind of this layered effect where a kid by five years old started off on antibiotics and then needed, um, you know, some antihistamines, and then needed some Tylenol, and then needed some inhaler. And then and by, by the time they're five years old, they're starting to be, you know, hyper aroused from a sympathetic, autonomic, you know, perspective. And this mom is left with this kid that's kind of been medicated from multiple different perspectives. H- how do you kind of, you know, navigate that? 
Yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. And I think, you know, you and I had a little conversation about this earlier, but in a lot of ways, the medical system fails their families in that, right? Because, and it's not anybody's fault. They have X amount of time to see the patient. They get to hear the symptoms and come up with a quick solution. So yes, that is a training model, but it also, the time limiting factor doesn't Mm -hmm. allow them to get in there and really hear what's going on with those kids. Um, so, you know, I think when they come to me, a lot of times they've already started to seek what else is out there. And like you said, it's a last resort or this isn't the way I wanted my family to go. And I want to see if there's something else. I think for a lot of families, they have to kind of hear that and be warmed up to that and maybe hear it a few times before they're fully ready to jump in. But for the ones that are, they're so excited to hear there's another solution out there and that we can look at what's the underlying reason for this and backtrack through all those things, like you said you know, starting at the antibiotics, which is such a key for a lot of a lot of those families. You know, we had antibiotics early on or we had multiple antibiotics early on and now all these other things have happened. What have we done to address that initial insult to the system? The system at such a young age, no less. So I think a lot of times the fact that I don't have to be time constricted really lends itself to that opportunity to sit down, dive in deep. Um, I give them a lot of homework, right? But I really want to know what's going on. And if I don't have the full picture and don't get to hear that full story from them, I can't get to the bottom of it. So that I think in and of itself buys a lot of value to families and just that I want and I want to hear. Um, I, I know I have them for my practice. What are some, maybe like the top one or two kind of success stories that, that you can think of where it's like, if you could have this family in a limelight on stage, knowing that it would bring a tear to every person in the audience, um, what what are what are some type of things that you're seeing as a result of your practice? What type of things did you do um, in that sort of yeah, story? sure. So I think one that is common and maybe would resonate with a lot of moms out there is the one who, you know, the baby's colicky. They're just not doing well. They're having a lot of reflux. The medical solution is to put them on formula, add you know, some sort of medication, make sure that we're treating the reflux, right? Um, the reality as a PT of long thought, you know, if they're refluxing, there's something else going on, but it doesn't necessarily need to medicate it. But let's dive into that now. So as a functional medicine provider, what's going on? Is it an allergy, right? Most of the time at that point, they're on a really pure diet. It makes it easy to control. So they're only getting breast milk or formula or whatever that is. We can dig, dig into that a little bit more. And so that aha moment of when that baby goes from being colicky, being crying, not engaged, not really building that relationship with their parents because they're so uncomfortable all the yeah. time. They aren't socializing. They aren't making eye contact. They aren't, um, you know, snuggling in and, and doing the things that make the parents feel connected to their child. Um, and then all of a sudden we make this change and we turn this corner, whether that's changing mom's diet adding a probiotic or a combination of both or testing mom's gut and figuring out what's going on. And all of a sudden we have a completely different child who is engaged, who's happy, who's sleeping well, the family starts sleeping well, and then everybody all of a sudden is doing So I think, well, that's not like a wild case. It's a reality of a lot of cases. And it's a big relief for any mom who's going through that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just saw a mom, I, I think it was yesterday, um, you know, with her little, little baby, and talking about like, uh, it's like so the main complaint was reflux. I'm like, well, how often? And you could just tell like the, it's like every single time, like, you know what I mean? I think yeah. their wash machine is constantly yeah. going. They're constantly yeah. have to change out. And it's like, people might say, oh, first world problems. You got to change your clothes or, you know, whatever. But it really is demoralizing at the end of the day as, as a mom, your hair smells like 
baby food you you have like it's just like you kind of feel like like a failure almost like you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i'm trying to feed my kid they're not gaining weight they're always unhappy there's nothing that i can do to please them i have no time for myself i smell like you know reflux or cheese mm-hmm. depending on how long it's been there yeah. i like you know what i mean <laughs> can you start to talk about maybe how uh you know what you're doing with these kids is is also um you know maybe empowering parents to to raise their kids maybe a little bit more independent of webmd google you know, their, their pediatrician and to be able to um, troubleshoot and, and think about, you know, cause, cause I think a lot of parents think, and, and I have to put myself in a parent's shoes outside of my clinician shoes. Cause when somebody says I have reflex, I'm like, I know exactly what to do, but, you know, but I think a, a parent is like, oh, this is, this is a diagnosable condition only able to be helped by somebody with a medical degree. Can you talk a little bit about maybe how you can empower parents to, to, to think differently about symptoms and and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, so it's so funny that you bring that up because my child was that child, right? He, Mm. he was having a ton of reflux and it really took me deeper into my functional medicine practice, but I can parent and trust, right? Because I knew where it was coming from, what I needed to do about it, how to treat it. Didn't get stressed out about the laundry five times a day, even though it was (laughs) exhausting because I knew it was part of the process. Right. My husband, on the other hand, who's a computer programmer was really having a hard time with it. Like Mm. connecting with our son for the first two months while we were going through that process was so hard for him. And so all of a sudden when things turned the corner, he was like, it's a totally different kid. And this is all it took. And we tried this and we tried that. And you know, I I went against you know went against the pediatrician's advice, but I went against the pediatrician's advice, right? Um, which he questioned in the moment Mm -hmm. of, well, didn't Mm -hmm. they tell us we should try this? I was like, yeah, I don't know. So, you know, I think just knowing it from my own personal story and seeing the difference it made for my husband to see that process be successful, to understand it. And probably I'm not as patient in, in explaining things with mm-hmm. him as I am with my patients, right? <laughs> so helping them understand what happens at the core, what happens in the gut, why that yeah. gut is so sensitive and what are the other effects of that? Um, and then helping mom to dig into her own. And I think this is a really cautious area because parents immediately feel guilt, right? Mom yeah. guilt is huge. Um, so, oh, it's something I'm doing. It's something I'm eating. I should have known better. Not at all. But hopefully through all of this, we can help you help your own health, even if you right. didn't even know it was an issue before. And then we empower the whole family to do better. The immediate improvements is such yeah. a buy-in for them in, in the future of asking more questions and seeking You know, I, I um, with, with my patients, because I, I, so I send letters, every, every kid that I see, every baby that I see, I send a letter to their pediatrician and say, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. If you have any questions, feel free to give me a call or go to coffee. Like I'd be happy to, you know, I'm not against you. I am not your enemy. They're not taking their kid to me because they hate you. Like I want to work with you in order to, I have never had, I've been doing this for three years. I have never had a pediatrician reach back out and say anything. Yeah. What has kind of been your experience with, <laughs> you know, working with, with medical doctors? Do you get referrals? Do you like, you know, cause you could, what it seems like to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is you kind of take the place of like the family doctor, you know, that's kind of like what your, what your clinic, you know, logo and brand seems to be where it's like, Hey, we can be your primary portal of entry into needing help. And when you need help with the health problem, let's, let's, let us try to figure it out for you first. Obviously, if they have an infectious disease, a rash, or, you know, those sort of things, that might be a time where we need medicine or we need a medical perspective 
you know, just, just to, you know, make sure that we're not, we're not missing anything. Um, but what's, what's kind of, you know, maybe clinician to clinician, what's kind of your, been your experience with that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm laughing that you said you've been doing this three years and never gotten a response. Cause I think I've been doing it for 15 and had the same, right. So wow. I have really probably not been as good about reaching out to be totally honest with you. I've changed my um, focus to being more direct to family and doing a lot of education through social media and, you know, content that we put out, whether that's newsletters and on our website and things like that, because I find that that's just so much more effective, right? Mm-hmm. If families don't even know that there's another solution out there, they don't even know to ask for it. So if somebody goes out and starts looking, then hopefully they find us. In terms of responses, I've, I prefer to work with a pediatrician because a lot of times for school assessments and all of those things, they have to see them. They want mm-hmm. to keep them and they should keep them on board. I just want to provide them an alternative perspective. So I have a a core group that I find really beneficial to work with who will refer to me and I'll refer to them. And and that's probably been my biggest win in building this population is really that there's, you know, a core team of pediatricians here that I can reach out to and they kind of have a similar model. So we've got some great on-call doctors, nurse practitioners that are available to handle this, but aren't going to go first line of defense to an antibiotic or an ointment or a steroid or something else that's really going to be detrimental to health down the line. And and I've aligned well with that, but I would love to grow that network more. Yeah. Or, or not call you crazy. The the crazy doc. That's a good start. Yeah. (laughs) That's definitely a good start. Um, That's it's, it's amazing that, you know, you can be 15 years into this and, 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 I, I'm just wondering what's going through a pediatrician's head where now I, don't, I know it's probably different in Florida than it is in, in California, but they call it, I, I've had multiple, like five, 10, 15, 20 people call, call my office and say, hi, my kid is sick. They have the sniffles. They have this net and the other thing. We called the pediatrician to get in to see what to do, but they won't see us because my kid is sick. Right. And I'm like, literally what, what else are they there for like you know your kid you re- you've always been around sick kids like w- what difference is it now uh, i mean sure I, but, but kids aren't getting in, in sick you know and all that stuff um so i'm thankful for your work i'm thankful for what you're doing i'm thank you thankful for standing strong and, and and what it looks like leading other pts and clinicians you know in in your practice to live this fulfilling life of getting to the root cause of health conditions and as early as kids, because I think our work, the work that we're doing with our kids now and the work that we do with our, our parents to teach them to think independently, that it's okay to think differently than your medical, the medical doctor. Like if, and I even try to reframe it. It's like, you're not going against their advice. You're pursuing a different goal because if the goal was only to take care of the symptoms, you would follow their advice. Just take the medication. Symptoms will probably go away. But if you're pursuing, I want to get to the root cause of why they have reflux, ear infections, eczema, uh, constipation, you know, neurodevelopmental mm-hmm. delays, you're, you're not necessarily going against their advice as much as you are pursuing a whole new avenue. And I found that to be really empowering for my parents because you inherently feel bad when someone gives you advice and you don't take it, especially a medical doctor. It's just kind of the way we're wired. Medical doctors have this authority that if we go against them, we're doing something wrong, you know? And so I found it to be really empowering where it's like, look, if your goal is to just make the symptoms go away, follow their advice, the symptoms will go away most likely, you know what I mean? But if you want to pursue a new goal, if you want to get to the root cause and help their baby heal from the, from the root, we're not going against them. 
or just doing something that they aren't recommending because they're not recommending a root cause approach, you know? Um, that was a little bit of a tangent, sorry. But, you know, um, you know, I think of it as the short game versus the long game, right? Yeah. The short game, the antibiotic will get you to the result or whatever that medication is, will get you to the result of the symptoms being resolved in that moment. The long game of optimal health now in the future throughout that child lifespan is it's a different approach. And, it, and so they don't have to be completely separate and they aren't that way. But I would love to see them be more symbiotic at some point and, and more on the side of long game, right? So if we right. can keep them healthy, then we don't need to go down the route of medications and things like mm -hmm. that. But that's, it's, it's hard. It's dictated by the insurance, right? So the minute you go to a physician's office where your insurance covers the treatment, the insurer is not a decision maker and it's not about you necessarily anymore. And it's not about what that physician thinks. It's about what the insurance is going to pay for. And the insurance isn't going to pay for the long game because they don't care about that. You probably aren't going to be their, their customer in five years. So they don't really care what happens to you then. And so I think that's a different perspective too, that, that creates a mind shift hopefully for our future. How do we think about our healthcare and outside of the way we've been thinking about it? That's awesome. I, I 100% agree. You know, it's, it's all about the long game and, and you would, you would think like, Hey, the, the healthier you help raise a kid, the less you have to see them, the easier your, your job is. You can see three people a day that have some sort of weird rash or, you know, something or other, make a great living and not have to worry about the same ear infection coming back 90 times. Well, hopefully not 90 times, but you know, five, six, seven <laughs> times and with, with getting right. the same result, you know? Right. Um, right. So it's kind of some, some parting thoughts, for people, um, you know, we're in this, these crazy times of, of fear, scarcity, agenda-driven, um, you know, in, information. Um, what are some kind of top tips that you would have for parents, you know, right now, if they're like, okay, I'm just simply looking for um, a new way to look at, you know, food or supplements. Like, what are your top kind of sup maybe supplement recommendations and lifestyle hacks or changes that you're finding you're giving to parents today that are, that are, that are super helpful in, in either boosting the immune system or, you know, just overall help fight this, um, you know, kind of scarcity, fear, stress that's being burdened on our kids besides yeah. just moving to Florida. <laughs> well, there is sunshine, which is one of them, right. Sitting outside right. every day. Um, I think stress is, and we're in such a weird time, right? But stress is such a big component and such a big component on your immune system. And so reducing stress sounds so easy, but it's not that easy, right? But being able to think about how do we make the child's life easier and less stressful to mm -hmm. increase their health long-term. So in this short-term, again, immunity, but long-term health, stress is so important as well. So doing things like just having a consistent schedule, knowing what that they know what to expect each day, um, those kinds of things are super important when there's a lot of stress. And so I try and just lay the foundations of that for my parents, you know, do, do something similar, give them the same routine. You know, every night you sit at the table, have dinner, those kinds of things are just going to help your child feel more calm. In general. So I think that's a big one. Um, sleep is another big one. So if they aren't on a good sleep routine, you know, whether that's giving them the strategies and helping them get there on their own, or sometimes it's recommending somebody who's either going to be a sleep coach or a support in that way to make sure the child's sleeping. Those are two big ones that are kind of low hanging fruit and should be things we do anyway, but in families, especially that are functioning in stress and chaos aren't always the same. And then as far as, you know, diet and supplements go, always whole foods is best and preferred, obviously. So if we get a really good diet, 
then we're going to get everything we need. But oftentimes we're not reading the standard American diet, or even if we're buying fruits and vegetables, unless we're getting organic grown in our own backyard and good soil, probably not getting everything we need from them. So a lot of times our kids need some sort of multivitamin support and definitely a probiotic. Um, most of our kids just aren't getting enough foods to support that gut health. And that's huge for their um, immune system, for their overall health and just you know, just being healthy, healthy, happy kids turning into healthy, happy adults. So I think those are kind of some of my big starting strategies. And then I mentioned sunlight, right? Florida's great for that. Mm -hmm. know not every place is right now, but getting outside, getting that activity exercise is going to help them reduce those toxins and start to pump their immune system up. And so sunlight is just going to add to that. Can't play outside, play inside, but play every day. And I think that's really important. Awesome. Awesome. And I know you were going to say, I just kind of cut you off. See your pediatric chiropractor regularly as well, because that's going to be super helpful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Jenny, it's been a wonderful conversation. I know moms and, and parents and, and I don't know, maybe even teenagers that, that find this, you know, will be inspired by you, even if they've been told they have this diagnosis that's not going to change. They have to take this medication or, um, you know, that th there's other options. There's things that they can do to research health and wellness on their own. And there's people like you um, that believe in them that, that are ultimately looking out for the long game. Um, so thank you so much for, for joining me. Um, if people want to learn more about you, um, where do they go? Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, our website is altogetherwellness.net. So that's a great place to start. You can book a discovery call there and have a chat with me if you want to know more about how we can help your specific situation. It also tells you more about our programs and services that we offer. And there's a link to our shop on there. So you can find the supplements that we recommend and the products that we like to use that are just clean and free of toxins and going to give you the best results. Um, so we have adult and kids products on there. And then follow us along on Facebook and Instagram if you just want to learn more and you're getting, you know, just delving into the functional medicine piece. We've got a lot of information out there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jenny. I'm excited for everyone to listen to this episode and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Perspective podcast. To connect with Dr. Bowman, follow him on Instagram at Dr. Chris Bowman. Until next time, make shift happen.